the ongoing concepts. Dawson Schultz is meeting with the antidote. Dawson, good to have you with us. It's good to be here. Um, it's nice and rainy in Toronto today, but uh, yeah, really excited to be playing here. Um, first time in Canada, and yeah, thanks for having me. You were mentioning to me that you're not even an honorary Canadian. You've actually got dual citizenship. I do, uh, and so does my brother Kyle and my brother Parker, um, which is super awesome to have when you're trying to get into Canada, uh, which is funny why this is our, kind of our first time ever being in Canada since it's kind of been long overdue since, you know, we were all born in Canada. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's really cool. My parents are Canadian, um, but we grew up in the States, and uh, we have a lot of family over here in Vancouver area uh, and BC and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's pretty cool to have that. So the ongoing concept is a family band, like you travel all together in the van, you all wear suits, you always have slick back hair. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, we've just all been playing music since we were super young, and my parents are also musicians, and uh, yeah, it's just a family band, really. Not many people have it that way, but uh, it's pretty cool. And the ongoing concept isn't as new as some people might think. You guys started this up some time ago. Yeah, we, um, the ongoing concept's been around for about five years, but uh, we've, like I said, we've been playing music together since we were able to play music in general. And, uh, you know, Kyle and I jammed and, and came up with bands or band names or whatever you want to call it early on in life. And we had, um, we had a several, like, bands, quote-unquote, that we started, um, before the ongoing concept one was called canadian bacon which is a funny name uh and it was just it was just us jamming together really it wasn't anything like amazing um no one is going to want to hear it so don't think it's that good uh it was just me and kyle being like 13 or 12 years old just playing with a tape recorder and recording ourselves playing covers of like acdc or something i don't know it was it was stupid but um and then uh we actually were called Concept, just Concept, in like 2007, 2008, maybe. Uh, we actually had a couple high school friends that played with us, and it just didn't work out with them. We ended up getting Parker on drums, and then we ended up getting TJ on bass. He's been TJ's been one of our oldest friends. He, him, and his brother were the first people we ever met when we moved to where we live now, which is Rathdrum, Idaho. So. So yeah, we were called Concept. I'm trying to remember half this because it's been a while since I've even talked about this. Um, we did like a song or an EP or something, and then um, we tried to make a MySpace page, and the MySpace URL would not allow us to just put Concept because it had been used already. So we put a, we were like, let's put a play on words with it and call it MySpace.com/slash/the-ongoing-concept, and so. Fast forward like a year, we're trying to like start a new kind of band thing, start recording, and I'm like, why don't we just go with the ongoing concept instead of just concepts since it would make our URL make sense. And that's kind of how the band name came to be, and um, yeah, I don't know. I've just been playing music for so long. You know, I really had a bit of a laugh when I was looking at Wikipedia, which calls the ongoing concept a metal band. I mean, that really doesn't cover it. Your music seems to head in four different directions at the same time. But how would you describe your sound? Um, well, actually, I want to I go back to this Wikipedia thing because um, it's really funny. 
I don't know why we're called not only a metal band, but a Christian metal core band or whatever, because we're not a worship band, we're a, we're a band, um, and we, we're not metal core or metal at all. I've literally been trying to change it to just say like a rock band or something, but apparently on Wikipedia, being a band member is not a good enough source to uh, change any info because as soon as I try to change it to like something that describes us better, which is a lot more broad, I try to say like we're a rock band or something or like an alternative, whatever. I could just say we're a band. Genres are not really a thing for us. We are always changing. So, but yeah, as soon as I try to change it, some person keeps going and um, automatically changing it back to Christian metalcore or Christian metal. And it, it's really frustrating because <laughs> that's not what we are. Um, but now you've got a source exactly because we're going to put this up in the net. You're all good to go. Yeah, this is going to be my reference so that now they can't say that I don't have a source now. So, geez. Anyways, um, so the question was... How would you describe your music? Um, I would describe our music as... Uh, I don't know. It's I like to say that it's something I like to listen to, which is weird. Um, I don't really have a way of describing it other than like it's always changing. It's never the same. There's no boundaries to it. It's not put into a box. Uh, but um, us as a band really like playing the music that we like to hear and listen to. So that's when we're writing music. We want it to be something that we could put in our own CD players and listen to it and actually enjoy it. And um, I don't know. That's always a hard question for me. I can never answer that one without sounding somewhat pretentious or full of myself. But I I don't really know if there's an easy way to describe us. Um, we're just always different and changing all the time. So i got to tell you about my first introduction to the ongoing concept back in 2013. You had your song Cover Girl. Right. All I could think was, are these guys trying to push people's buttons? I mean, putting out a song that talks about making creative music was really bound to tick off other artists. Right. And honestly, that's that was not really the aim of that song. Um, in a way, it is because I have a hard time with um, certain bands that can take what someone else is doing and then do it themselves and like which is basically just right on the coattails of someone else's um, idea or style. Like, I don't I don't enjoy that that much. I respect bands that try to always do something different and push boundaries and, um, you know, do something that's, like, 100% them rather than, like, trying to be someone else because that's what's working at the time. Um, but saying that, I wrote that song more for like people that get famous off of like a cover song rather than actual originality and original ideas and creativity there's like a lot of youtube people out there that are huge and they have tons of covers of all these pop songs or whatever and they'll have millions and millions of views they'll monetize the or money i don't know what it's called whatever you do when you make money from youtube views they have they have that and they're making money off of it um, based off a song that they never wrote at all and then you look at like their original material and they either don't have any or their original music sucks but they're still very well-known people and I think that that is what that song was towards because I just don't have really much respect for someone that can't put like 100% their own creativity into something and create something from the ground up and 
be proud of that. It's like they got to use someone else's idea and be a stepping stone. It's kind of like standing on someone's back to make a slam dunk on a basketball court. You're using someone else to make that basket. You know, it's just stupid. That's a really dumb metaphor, but uh, that's what Cover Girl is really about, is just people that make it based off nothing but others' creativity. So, Well, since you really brought up the topic, the ongoing concept, obviously you've got to consider it both creative and I would hope you'd be saying it's original. I think it's original. Right. I mean... Sure, it, it could be original in the fact that like it was doing things that people hadn't like putting a banjo in a song or even just our style as a band could be considered original. Um, but nothing's original really anymore. Um, maybe this contradicts everything I'm saying, but you know, every type of music has already been done. There's nothing that you're gonna completely do that's no one's ever heard of um, because it's just gonna be back to like, oh well, this is just a someone was doing something similar to this like 10 years ago and you've just like changed it up blah 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 um so i don't think like we're necessarily original because we have screaming in our music that's done already we have singing in our music that's already done we have breakdowns that's been done we have banjo which is also in other so like so there's nothing about our music that's super original um i think what we're trying to do is bring something original to who we are, be a separate entity rather than be like the next August Burns Red or the next Bring the Horizon. I just want to just be us, um, be the ongoing concept. Okay, in my personal opinion, you guys are original in that you combine different facets of music that don't normally mesh. Right. I mean, we do that too. Um, we, like I said, me personally, and I write a very large majority of the music, um, I don't really like music. I am very elitist and I have grown to just not enjoy almost all music anymore. It, and it's not because I'm bitter or I don't like what music does because there's obviously a very powerful way about it. And obviously I wouldn't be playing music if I hated it that much. But I think what I'm trying to say is it's my job in a way. Um, I don't listen to music when I drive very often. Um, I produce music, I record it, I mix it. I'm literally surrounded by it 24-7 all the time. So for a song or music in general to captivate me like it did 10 years ago when I wasn't in a band, when I wasn't listening to music or producing or mixing it every single day of my life, um, for a song to captivate me like it did before, it has to be so ridiculously good in some way that feeling you get when you get chills or goosebumps or something from listening to a song it just doesn't happen to me anymore because I'm always around it so when I'm writing music I write music that does that to me so if it doesn't do that to me then I know that I don't want to keep writing that song because I want to actually listen to it and like it and as pretentious as or egotistical as that sounds like I'm proud of the music I wrote I um I listen to her album, uh, you know, not all the time, but I listen to it once in a while, and I actually enjoy it. I like it. Um, that's the point. Because if you're writing music you don't like, you're obviously not putting your heart and soul into it. So because I want to listen to music and write music that I enjoy, I find that, like, I enjoy so many different types of music that staying bound to one thing, drums, bass, guitar, vocals... 
it just seems so in the box to me. So I have such a hard time doing that and not being at some point saying, why don't we add something else to it that would make this song even better? And then from there on out, you know, I'll be standing there looking at my music room and go, oh, well, there's a, a shaker, there's a harmonica, there's a banjo, for example, you know, there's an acoustic guitar, there's a piano. And there's so many different things you can do to add what you like to a song, to add texture, to add something different. Um, I just feel like there's no boundaries with music anymore. And I don't know, I love pop music, I love rock, I love classic rock bands, I love just kind of jazzy blues stuff. Um, and I just don't see why you can't add all those elements together and make something really unique, but still really cool, so. And really your first full-length saloon, that covered all of that. You know, I mean, most of the album's got a harder edge to it, but then you also had softer songs like Sidelines, so that's just another aspect of your personality as a musician. Right. Um, yeah, I, I love soft, quiet songs like that. Um, like I said, I, I don't really enjoy music that much, and I definitely don't enjoy albums that sound exactly the same all the way through. If I can't listen to the album all the way through, in my opinion, it is not that good of an album. Um, I have to be able to listen to the entire album all the way through. And if there's not any dynamics in the record, then I'm done by the second, third song in. So I feel like both of our albums have a lot of dynamics. And, you know, one song will be super heavy and one song will be super quiet. That's just because I love writing music on both sides of the spectrum. And it's really important to have those dynamics in your music and your album in general. And of course, we're also called The Ongoing Concept. And our albums are meant to be played from front to back all the way through. That's the entire point. Um, we're not really a type of band, in my opinion, that you listen to one song here, one song here, one song here, and get a grasp of who we are. That's also another point. This summer, the ongoing concept released Handmade. You've taken DIY to a whole new level. I heard that you guys actually made the instruments that you used on the album. Right. Um, yes, we did. Uh, like I was just saying, our band is the ongoing concept, so the point is a concept. So all of our records are meant to be a somewhat of a concept. And I wanted to do something different than the standard album concept of like, oh, here's a lyrical concept album where the songs connect or the lyrics connect. You know, like, I wanted something to be outside of the entire album itself that was a concept. And so that idea kind of sprang with us always making our own stuff. My parents, and my dad especially, is very, very like hands-on. He loves creating things from scratch. He loves fixing things. Uh, ever since we were young, he would always like tell us or just show us, like, there's no point in going out and buying this when we could just build it and save a ton of money, you know? My parents aren't wealthy in any way. They're not poor. I never grew up in a poor family. But we weren't like the type of family that could just go out and, like, drop like a bunch of money on like something you know so my dad would always just like jimmy rig things together to kind of make things work and uh i think all of us were somewhat influenced and inspired by that because it's just super cool and super important to have a skill like that you never know when like your car breaks down and you don't have enough money to fix it and knowing how to fix a vehicle and understanding how mechanics work or like appliances or so you're saying that you're going to build your next tour van. Well, that's the thing is like if our trailer, have you seen our digital tour bus? 
episode, have you heard of Digital Tour Bus? Um, our trailer is totally decked out. We have a fridge, a microwave, like coffee maker. Um, it runs off of a generator, and we like cook our own food in there. Um, save a ton of money on eating out. So we go to like Walmart or a grocery store and get like cheap food that we can just then prepare and then save having to buy a meal at like Denny's or something every night. Um, so yeah, in a way, we did kind of build our own uh, tour house, I guess you could say. What about the album itself for the recording? Was that do-it-yourself also? So yeah, um, we did the instruments and uh, that was a long, long process. Um, too long? It, I would say too long in a way. Uh, you know, we had the label kind of wanting us to get it done. Uh, it's really hard to explain the label that like, we're sorry that this is taking so long, but like we're literally have been microwaving wood for two weeks straight. We did not think it would take two weeks to do that or something, you know, like super unprepared in the fact that like none of us knew what we were getting ourselves into. Um, every single step became like a whole new ordeal and a whole new process of mess ups and trial and errors and stuff like that. So yes, that, that took too long. Um, in a good way. If we would have rushed it, it, we would have messed up along the way um, really badly. Uh, either by like, you know, having to restart the entire process over again. Because I mean, building those drums, if you are even a fraction of a centimeter off, you literally have to start over. So yeah, that took a long time. And then on top of that, like the writing process was hard. And since I, I recorded it and mixed it, mastered it, everything myself as well. Um, that's also a long process. Um, yeah, just everything about it was super long and tedious. Uh, but I wanted it to be handmade and completely us and not have it attached to anyone else creatively. So yeah, it's just the four of us, literally just the four of us. No one else is a part of it. So I think that expresses our album the best way it could. And creatively, it is interesting. I love the one song, Feel, that has this what would you say uh funk rock combo with almost a bit of a disco beat right so has no one ever explained to you that you are not supposed to do that um yes i've i've definitely gone that before i have been told that doing stuff like that is extremely immature writing and that real bands actually have a s established sound that's pretty harsh it is pretty harsh um We've been told many things before, because uh, I think some people, especially with Saloon, um, since it was our first album and we, we weren't even signed yet when we were recording it, I think a lot of people went to that conclusion because from a first glance, it kind of seems like a joke in a way, the fact that like we're adding banjo to a song. like Some people would assume it's kind of a joke. I mean, I, I probably would if I if I walked in like or started hearing demos of a band or saw what they were doing in there, like playing a banjo to a metal song. like. I would kind of think it was a joke too, um, but that gets rid of that cookie cutter mentality. Exactly, and that's the thing is like I get so tired of the cookie cutter same thing over and over, years and years of the same thing. Um, it's just so boring. I don't understand. I hear these bands, and I'm just like, you're on your fifth record, and you seriously have not changed one single bit. How? How do you still think that you're on a, an upward rise here? You, you've been plateauing for so long. Um, music itself, like, is always changing, and you have to, like, keep up with the change, you know? Uh, I don't know. 
it's weird. I mean, we've been told so many things. We just like writing what we want to write, and if people don't like that, then that sucks. I mean, that's that's their opinion. Um, but I feel like you have to have a lot of people hate you to have people like you. So that's kind of what I keep in mind. <laughs> I love that comment. But isn't this true even with labels, the market? Well, I mean, radio's not that influential, even though this is on radio. But they all want to have their say in what you're going to create. Um, yeah, I mean, most people, they want to hear something that's like they're used to hearing. They want to hear something that they know. It's like people want to go to a Starbucks or a Tim Hortons where we're at right now, and they know that if they get a, a medium coffee with two sugar, two cream, they're getting that exact thing that they want. It's going to taste exactly how they assume it's going to taste, and nothing's gonna catch them by surprise and I feel like that's kind of how music is in general is most people just want to hear something that is gonna sound cool but it's not really gonna catch them by surprise and and that's the struggle with a lot of bands that are trying to do something different is it's hard to break into an industry that's so like set on a certain way of doing things so the ongoing concept has got a lot of Christian followers yeah. I know you're not a Christian band per se but have any of your fans ever taken the lyrics from Soul in the wrong way? Yeah, definitely. Um, I've had a few people message me, actually. and uh, I, I had one person say that they pre-ordered our album until they heard our song Soul, and then now they aren't pre-ordering our album anymore, and, and we're, they're not a fan of our music anymore. And I laughed so hard because, obviously, they did not take the five minutes to go look up the lyrics or even just go back to the video on YouTube and read the lyrics on the description that it's not about us in any way it's about a guitar player I can't remember his name I think it's Tommy Johnson it's just some like tale about him selling a soul to the devil I don't I don't really I never knew him I don't know anyone that knew him it's an old person back in the early 1900s but to me soul is about someone that kind of used a publicity stunt in a way because he said he sold his soul to the devil whether it was true or not if it was true then this song doesn't really have any meaning but if it wasn't true it means that he made up a story to actually help his career and the fact that his name got spread around like freaking wildfire all of a sudden everyone's like oh my gosh this guy sold his soul to the devil so now he's a legend um, obviously I'm writing a song about him so obviously it's something that went down in history enough that I know who it is to research it and that song's just kind of about how people assume things a little bit before they take the time to look into them and it's just about a guy that basically pulled off the biggest publicity stunt of all time and got away with it and kind of had to die never revealing if it was true or not I don't think anyone will know um, but a lot of Christians assume that we're talking about ourselves selling our soul to the devil. And I laugh so hard because <laughs> I don't understand it. I just, I don't know how you can be so judgmental. I mean, we wrote that song hoping that would happen. And I usually just tell people that say that type of stuff. I usually go, well, you're not really the type of person that we want supporting our band anyways. Because if it's going to only take something that little for you to stop liking our band then I would much rather like not have you be a fan of us at all because you're a little bit too judgmental for my taste so I'll sell music to a bunch of other people that will take the five minutes to read the lyrics and do a little bit more research <laughs> so 
But you wouldn't call yourself confrontational, would you? I don't think we're confrontational. I just like writing about stuff that's either cool, and I like writing about stuff that really pisses our band off. Um, and as you know, a lot of our songs are very much directed towards a certain thing, calling out something or someone or whoever or whatever. So in that aspect, in a way, yes, we're confrontational because we speak our minds. Um, I'm not the type of band that's like wants to make people think we're all like part of the Illuminati or like bring on conspiracy or whatever. And we're not like that. But I think our band in general does bring up some controversy in just the fact that like we don't really claim to be a Christian band. We don't talk about God on stage. We don't write songs that are of the norm all the time. You know, we write about whatever we want to write about. So in that aspect, definitely. You've made it pretty clear that with a name like The Ongoing Concept, the band's here to stay. You talk about how much it's changed and changing. What would it take for you to hit the most oddball, the most artistic, the nth degree? I think it's hard to tell because I feel like we're changing so much in the fact that like what I would say now would totally change within the next six months would be a totally different answer. Um, but I think that we are a type of band that like the more mature we get, the older we get, the more less heavy we become. I think we're going to become more poppy in a way, but we're going to still bring in a lot of the elements that have always made us um, awesome or <laughs> lovable, I guess, because we always bring a lot of uh, random heavy parts and soft parts. But I think I just picture us playing like, and this isn't this isn't like anywhere revealing what our next album would be like or what our future holds in a way. But like I I think us in like the craziest degree would be us like ditching all instruments and what we play now and just being like a folk band or something like that. Like that's that's what I think of like when you really take the ongoing concept and just like put in a whole other universe. Um, I could totally see something like that. Yeah, but that's that's I'm not saying that's what our third album is going to be or something like that. But that's just like. If you wanted to really get the ongoing concept like in a weird vibe, like us just out there, I just picture us like TJ's got a stand-up bass and Kyle's playing like a huge grand piano thing and I'm playing like, you know, an old steel guitar and, you know, something like that. That's what I picture. The Antidote's been here with Dawson of the ongoing concept. Man, have an awesome show tonight. It's been really cool having you on the Antidote. Uh, it's been awesome. Thank you. I love having these longer interviews. Um, it lets people kind of get a little closer look at what we do and how we feel about certain things. So it's cool. Thank you. <laughs>